Palo Santo gets the vibes right, though. One time I was in Florida with Colin, and we would light, like, sage in the car in the morning and, like, bless the car. And I, like, filmed it on my story on Instagram. My sister-in-law messaged me. I was like, Joey, you can't be showing smoking weed on your stories. Your nephews follow you. And it was like six in the morning, which I mean, I guess it's not saying it, but I was like, it's just sage. We were literally like going like this with it. Get this right. Get the curtains blessed. We got a night episode today, folks. So we're, we got a different angle. We got featuring the curtains that everybody loves, everybody's been talking about, giving me shit for. I love them. I feel like I'm in a communist movie from the 1970s right now. I've been reading 1984 by George Orwell, and at times here, I kind of feel like I'm in it. All right. I think we're good now. I can get that right there. Yeah. Let's, let's do this thing. I got... Got two drinks of choice tonight. Got a Cozelle Chatterney. A Chatterney Cozelle, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, that's good. It's not as good as when it's out of the tap, though. But I'm kind of on a strike with the restaurant near my house right now that serves Chatterney Cozelle on tap because I went there after my game when I got back at like 9, 9.30 on Sunday. And... We're back to lockdown, folks. We're back to things not making any sense. So I get back. All, all the bars now are closing here at 10, which is pretty normal, actually, for all the bars anyway. There's like two or three that'll stay open after that, which is kind of a bummer. But I go to get the... I just want a beer. I get home, 9 o'clock, 9.30... I get done, go down to the bar next to my house, the restaurant. It's maybe 9.32 by the time I get down there. I sit down and the girl comes up who, she's all right. I say, just one Chattanooga Cozelle? And she doesn't speak a lick of English, even though I think she's like my age. I said, no, no, explaining to me something in Czech. Full on, da 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 Like, she knows I don't understand. But giving me, like, five paragraphs worth of explanation. And I go, just one Cherny Cozell, please. Like some fucking alcoholic. Just one, please. Some peasant. No, I'm sorry. There's people in the, I think last call is 9.30. There's people, there's seven, eight, nine tables. The guy next to me has a beer about this full, three quarters of the way through. Like, I'm going to finish it in 15 minutes. Just give me a little of that charity goodness. You feel me? Nope. And so I just had to laugh it off and say, all right, I'll hold a grudge. Not a personal grudge. I will hold a grudge against an establishment, though. I I will realize I've realized that. I don't know if that makes me immature or not. 
but I'm not too big on personal grudges. Not anymore, at least. But for an establishment, when it comes to money, money doesn't really mean much to me, but money is all about the principle for me. And I'm, I'm kind of mad because I, it's the only place around here that I know that has Cherney Cozell on draft and they have some really good wings. And so I haven't gone there in a week <laughs> and I'm not going to. I know on Saturdays, this one girl works there that I like, Vendi. She's cool. So maybe I'll only go there on Saturdays now because if I get the other girl, she's not getting a tip. Sorry. It was 9.31. The people next to me had a full beer. You could have gave me a Cherney Cozell. Okay? All right. I'll get off that for now. But I also, secondary drink I got going right here. I'm officially becoming European, I think. In, in, in some weird ways. But I like... Water with bubbles now, carbonated water, water with gas, whatever you want to call it, sparkling water. I like it. I hated it when I first, my whole life I've hated it. I hated it when I moved here, but I've fucked up enough times and accidentally bought it in the store when I meant to just buy normal water. And again, I'm like, money is a principal thing. And so if I bought it, it's like, I'm going to drink it. And so I've just forced myself to have to drink it a few times. That now, man, you throw a little lemon in there? More. It's kind of, it's like not drinking water. You know, I, I like to be healthy and drink water. But sometimes I'm like, man, water's a little plain. Throw a little lemon in there. It's kind of like Cherney Cozell. <laughs> but man, I am gonna not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I can't talk. Welcome to the club. I'm excited for this episode right here. We're gonna get into it. I got man. Let's just get into it. Yo, 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 welcome to Living for a Living with your boy Joey Bradley, episode number big three O. It's like the golden, golden episode, I think. I'm 30, episode 30, my birthday's August 30th. Damn, today is what, October 1st? Oh, if I recorded this yesterday, it would have been September 30th. That would have been a lot of synchronicities in play. All right, intro, real quick, intro. Ah, but yeah, as you can tell by that ramble to start, I'm stoked for this one. This is going to be a special one for me because we got, first, we got the video response from Nelson, who, if you listened to about three episodes ago, told a story, I'll, I'll replay it on here, but then also got the first voice message sent in by a random follower of the podcast and the first text message sent in by the random follower of the podcast. I put that in the beginning of last episode, and so I'll say it again now. You know, if you got something on your mind you want to hear me talk about, just get, want to get something off your chest, a thought, a concern, a doubt, a question, maybe an answer you got, send it in, baby. Easiest way, mm, 
Instagram's easy at living for a living, but also you can hit me on WhatsApp plus one four two five four four three six nine two eight. It's right there on the screen if you're watching along on YouTube. And yeah, we got those first two and and the message from Nelson, which I'm stoked to listen to. It's a video message. I started to listen to it right before I had practice, but it felt like it was going to be sick and it's about two minutes long. So I wanted to hold off and get the first live watching of it, get my candid reactions on it. And yeah, so we got those, you know, we just had the debate. I'm going to talk about that very briefly in my own way, as you may imagine. And what else do we got? Uh, Yeah, like I said, coronavirus madness is back here in Czech Republic. Cases are up, whatever that means. Deaths are not up, really. But we're maybe entering a second lockdown here soon. And it makes no sense. But that's not the point. But... We'll get into all of that, and then we'll see what else I ramble on and talk about today. But first and foremost, let's get into Nelson's video. And Nelson, for those of you who didn't listen to the last couple episodes, I think it was three episodes ago, I told a story about how when we were playing 13-year-old junior football, one of our coaches called him a jackass. Um very seriously, like yelled at him. Maybe I'll just replay that clip and I'll just put that right here real quick. We're like seventh grade, eighth grade. So what's that? 13, 14 years old. We're practicing at the local baseball field, Tibbetts Valley. And we're in just warm up, like a stretching circle doing our thing. And there's these kids 200 yards away or whatever. And they're hitting golf balls at us with golf clubs. And the balls are landing like in our circle. And um, we're kind of like freaking out a little bit because, (laughs) you know, and Nelson, who was like, he wasn't the best player and was kind of like, I don't know why. I mean, like looking back now, like, I don't think the coaches loved him super bad. Like Nelson, my dad didn't have a problem with you from what I remember. Obviously, Rick Hansen had a problem with you. And so he's hitting and Nelson is like the only one to like stand up. I mean, we were like drill sergeant. Like we did what we were told in this football team and we were good. We lost like five games in six years in youth football. And Nelson's like, ah, coach, uh, coach. And like, I think he has a golf ball in his hand if I remember right. And Nelson's like, Nelson, shut the fuck up stretch. And he's like, no, but coach, like the coaches have their backs turned so they can't really see what's going on. He's like, no, but, but coach, but coach. And Rick Hansen, Nelson, shut up, you jackass. <laughs> I mean, this is literally a grown man calling a 13 year old kid, a jackass. And it was like, we all thought it was hilarious. And it's a story we literally tell every time we're all together. But I mean, if, if that happened now, the cops would be called probably. And 
I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure it maybe fucked with Nelson for a little bit, but like, I bet if you asked him now and I don't want to put words in his mouth, I should get him on the show at some point. Little Nelson, I got to get a little video of you talking about this. And so, you know, what's Nelson's response to this? Cause I, and I was curious too, to know like how that ever affected him moving forward. Cause man, I got chewed out by some coaches in high school, my high school coach. I mean, no one could ever affect me after some of the shit my high school coach said to me, because like you, you couldn't have gotten worse than that dude from a yelling perspective. And so it like hardened me and made it so like I had thicker skin. And so like, I'm grateful for it now. And so had some people asking about Nelson's thing. I finally got a, a response from him. And finally, I mean, I finally asked him. It's not him being taken a long time. It was my whole my fault. And so, yeah, let's get into it. My guy Nelson, let's hear what he has to say. All right. What's up, Living for a Living podcast? Yo, yo. Jay Brad said he needed this video by this morning. We got a little David Goggins, Nelson Goggins going on right now. So you guys are going to join me on my morning run. Okay. About four miles in, getting after it. Do your thing, bro. Here in beautiful, beautiful North Bend, Washington. How do I feel about being called a jackass at age 13? Everyone wants to know. To be honest, I really don't feel any type of way about it, about the words, but it does seem to be something that's stuck with me as something I can reach into inside myself and pull out for motivation to be a better version of myself. Morning. Push myself a little bit harder, you know, when I don't feel like getting up, going on that run, look in the mirror, and I can say, are you being a jackass right now? <laughs> and I think that as men, we have to check ourselves like that often. We feel like we're falling short, not pushing ourselves hard enough. And uh, being 30 now, you know, I have a young son of my own and a baby girl that will be here in a couple of weeks. Okay, daddy, I hear ya. Also, I'm very impressed right now, bro, by your ability to talk while you're jogging. You're four miles in. Those lungs are doing well, my friend. All right, here we go. And I think it's important for the kids these days to toughen up and understand when they are uh, falling short, are not being their best selves, are acting off or being dumb. I'm grateful for that. I think as a young athlete, I was often misunderstood. Um, you know, I had a bad attitude at times. And I think that my teammates could agree with that. <laughs> I'd mouth off. Uh, it's probably because I felt entitled. I felt like I was supposed to be given something. And when I was about 17, I had all of my entitlements taken away from me. And ever since... I've had to push myself and it's, it's worked out great for me. I'm happy for it. And Goggins says, I love my haters and I love mine. Shout out coach Rick Hansen. 
Yes. To quote Goggins to end it, bro, that is fucking gold, dude. So gold. But, man, that's cool. Nelson, bro, I appreciate you. You know, we, we shared a couple messages. We talk a little shit. and I mean, and just talk in general in our fantasy football group. But doing that message, especially like that, that was motivation in itself, bro. And I couldn't agree with you more. Could not agree with you more that, you know, I think it's it's always been an issue. But I think now more than in the past, um, you know, I see it with just some even, you know, guys on my team at times that are younger, 18 to the 20-year-old range. And, you know, I'm coaching a flag team that's mainly 13 to 15-year-olds, although they're pretty mentally tough, man. They're they're not super part of this this thing we're talking about overall. But even at times, like tonight I was coaching these kids and, you know, before we switch routes sometimes, hey, we got to get four completions in a row. And, you know, if we get to three and then someone drops one or we make a bad pass, it's like, ah, you know, or maybe we just miss three in a row or something. And I'll stop them. I say, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. Take a deep breath, two deep breaths, and get your mind right. Okay? We got four passes in a row. Two quarterbacks make two good throws. Each receiver, you make a catch. And we move on. But get your mind right. Focus in. All that matters is your one next rep. And, you know, I got on my little soapbox tonight to end practice and said, you know, it's, we can always do it. It's just whether you got your mind right or not. And, you know, Nelson, man, you hit that on the head. I think the entitlement, you know, that's some self-awareness on your part. I didn't really think about, you know, I don't know you. I didn't know you that well when we were growing up, so I couldn't even really tell, say that or not. Um, but then to be able to come out from it and... You know, I'm not exactly sure what you're doing, Nelson, but I know you're doing it because he posted a video thing in our little Facebook fantasy football thing. He's got a TV above the tub next to the shower. Boy, that's some balling ass shit. I hope I can get that one day, bro. You got me motivated when I saw that. I was like, damn, this dude's watching Netflix while he's scrubbing his balls. And so that's sick. You know, I know he's doing it and, you know, he's, man, a kid. I can't even fathom that to be straight up. Well, that's super cool for you, bro. And I think obviously that kid's in some good hands here in Nelson Goggins, my man. So thank you, bro. Appreciate that. And yeah, that's, that's cool. I got to. I got to figure out how to transition these right now. This is the first time, bro, you're the first video, first video message I've ever done. I don't even know what to say, but it's cool. And I'm, I'm grateful and happy and all those things. So thank you. Thank you. And let's see what... I think we should, we should just keep keep it rocking with this is kind of the questions episode. Questions or video or input episode, we should call it. 
And so I'm going to pull up here message I got on Instagram, random voice message. I was like, you know, it says Instagram says so-and-so wants to send you a message. I was like, who is this? And it's a voice message. First one. I'm like, what the, someone going to try and sell me something? And I got it and man, I couldn't be more excited. And so we're going to get into that one right here. Turn it on. Let's go. Make sure this is still recording. All right. Hey, Joey. How's it going, man? Um, my name is Paco. Well, it is Francisco, but you would call me Paco, right? For some reason. Paco. Paco. That's how it is in Mexico. I just want to say that uh, I recently started listening to your podcast, man, and I think it's pretty cool. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that big time. Appreciate that. Um, I'm from Mexico City. Mexico. I kind of feel like Theo Vaughn right now, pausing and talking. Mexico. Mi hermano, muchas gracias, Theo. Or, muchas gracias, way. Got to get my slang right in Spanish. And, um, I don't know, man. I like your stories, the way you narrate how you're getting to know Gilava a little bit more. That's, that's pretty funny. Gilava. You say it worse than me, homie. Gilava. That's all right. And, um, I'm recently... In March next year, I'm going to be moving to Amsterdam for I don't know how long, but I've never moved outside of Mexico City. Um, Amsterdam's a good place, bro, for multiple reasons, and not just the two that people are thinking of right now. It's a cool city. So if you can, I don't know, maybe some of these days, talk a little bit about how I see it, you know, the whole experience of moving to a new place and getting to know people, uh, probably out of the blue. That would be pretty cool. Also, how it goes in the nightlife in Gilava and so on, man. <laughs> anyway, I like your podcast last a lot. Keep it up, man. Good luck. And you're pretty chill. My man, Paco. Yo, really appreciate that, man. And for sure, I can talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, I've, I've moved now. Shoot. I've moved a lot over the last 10 years or ever since I left high school basically and my moves have always been for football which is very helpful in a way because everywhere I went I was on a team when I arrived so I kind of had this little like built-in network and support group of everywhere I went and so what you're doing man you're picking up moving continents completely out of the blue you know I don't know if you got any connections out there already um, you know, if, if you can try and make some before you get out there on the internet, Instagram, Facebook groups or whatever, you know, that's not a bad idea, but you know, I, I've been lucky where everywhere I move, especially in Europe right now, you know, I have a group of 30 or 40 dudes who like want to be my friend from the moment I arrive. And so that makes my like intro pretty easy. You know, like guys always want to go out to lunch in the beginning. And go out to dinner and grab a beer and that kind of stuff. And so I never have to like fully be alone. So what you're doing, man, I've, I've never done. But, you know, I also like just kind of making random friends in the cities that I live in. And most of my best friends through these last five years have been not on the team. You know, my, one of my best friends in the world now 
is my boy Sanjuk, which if you've watched any of my vlogs from Nepal, you saw I went to Nepal with him. He's Nepalese. And, man, he owned a Nepalese restaurant right down the street from my house in Lisbon. And I started just as a as a customer. You know, he had some bomb food for the cheap. And so I'd always go there. Or, you know, and then after a while getting to know them and they were cool and we vibed, like, I'd just stop in and say, what's up, on my way back home. And so, you know, I guess, and that, that's kind of how I make my friends now, like here in Yilava, I got some homies from Kosovo, from the pizza joint that I go to, you know, I got a couple Czech friends from the little bars, Vitamex that I go to, um, you know, I, I tend to make friends as at the peep with people that, um, the places that I like to go, you know, um, and get a coffee or get some food or grab a beer and it's, it's a slow process at the same time. Um, but I would just, you know, recommend if you're out of the blue somewhere, moving somewhere new, bro, just, you know, try some new spots, go to a couple different coffee places, Amsterdam. I mean, I don't know if you smoke weed, bro, but <laughs> you're moving to the right place, my dude. <laughs> and, you know, but I'm sure they got some good pizza joints out there. Everyone speaks hella good English in Amsterdam. Um, and just, you know, go somewhere once or twice. If, if you get the vibe that somebody's cool and you're friendly and, you know, nothing crazy outgoing, but you just get the vibe and kind of, you got to learn to start just kind of shooting the shit with people, asking them about their life. They get interested in your life. You know, some people, you ain't going to get that. Some people don't give a fuck and they just, they don't care. That's all right. That's cool. But then you, you'll realize who's got a little personality, who wants to talk. And, you know, when, when you find those people, man, you know, just kind of not cling to it, but take them up for, hey, let's, what day are you off? You want to go grab a beer, something, you know, whatever it may be. Or you just kind of, hey, what days you working next? If it's like a bartender or someone who works at a restaurant, what days you working this week? Oh, I work Tuesday, Thursday. Okay, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come get a beer on that day. And, you know, and then you kind of make this friendship that's really, it starts at, as a customer, you know, workplace kind of thing. And then you can evolve it off of that. And, you know, like I said in the very beginning, you know, if like Facebook groups, I'm sure there's like an expats in Amsterdam Facebook group. And, you know, I've met a couple cool people when I was in Barcelona on that. Went on like an urban hike um, from one of those things. And yeah, that's, I'd say kind of the top of my head, like those are like the two easy ways, at least that I've done. You know, I'm not a big, I like to talk to random people if the vibe's right and we're both looking for a conversation. But with people at a cafe or something like that, it just happens. And so, you know, going, I, I, I always try everywhere I go, I try and find like a dope cafe is the first thing I do where the people who work there are friendly because then normally if the people who work there are friendly, the people who come there are friendly. And so like when I lived in Finland, I met a couple random people at this one cafe and I made friends with the people who worked there. Shout out Ia. 
And I, I still talk to her to this day and I only lived there for like six weeks. So that, that'd be my advice with that. And I probably just rambled for a bunch there. I'm just excited to answer this question. Like I said, bro, you, you made my fucking week with this question. So thank you big time to you. And I can answer the second question real fucking quick with nightlife in Yihlava. It is non-existent, mi hermano. Um, <laughs> especially now that we got like the 10 p.m. shutdown things. Shutdown law, curfew, bullshit. Um, it's not happening. I guess there was a do- a cool club, the club, near my house, but... The way my schedule's set up, I can't really like party on Friday or Saturday because I got practice and then a game. And so I never went there. Maybe one of these bye weeks or when the season's over, I'll go get my two-step on and see what it's about. But nightlife out here ain't really much, my guy. If you want nightlife, you got to go to Prague. But it's all good. It's been fun. Um... But yeah, bro, I, like I said, appreciate you big time for following the kind words of support, the question, and you know, hit me up when you get out in Amsterdam. I'm sure I'll be around here in Europe somewhere. I'm always looking for an excuse to come to Amsterdam, my guy. <laughs> Alrighty, bro. Thank you. Much love. Yo, this is so cool answering questions like this. Oh. My God, I gotta admit, I do feel like I like I said, I feel like Theo Vaughn, low key. Because if you guys watch this past weekend, he kind of does this same format, and I just all of the cool podcasts I like, I just steal all my favorite things from that. And so, Theo, thank you, bro. Um, and we got one more question, and I'll just uh, read it because it's a. It's a text message. Put it up on the screen for my YouTube crew. And so it says it's from my guy, Michal. Michal, I think I'm saying that right. Michael in English, but Michal in Czech. So it's, hello, you asked for questions on LFL, which as soon as he wrote this and said LFL, I was like, people are abbreviating it. There's something going on right now. Let's go. So, so here are some I'm interested in. I'm not sure if they're interesting for more of your viewers, but I'm a Czech football fan, so that kind of defines the topic. Pick some or ignore them, as you please. <laughs> Smiley face. All right, my guy. Number one, he said, if you think... if you, What do you think of European leagues you've been to? How do you see them as products? Meaning media coverage like national TV, Facebook, YouTube, online matches quality of stadium, attendance, support by the team for the players. In short, how much of professional or amateurism do you feel, do they feel to you? And man, that that's a good question. It, it kind of really like it differs everywhere you've been, everywhere I've been. I mean, you know, I've been Portugal, Spain, Poland, Finland, and now Czech Republic. And, you know, they all feel are somewhat amateur in a way you know in finland we had like 10 or 11 dudes import imports so there was a big chunk of the team that were like there solely for football and so that made it feel more professional in a way 
and we had nice facilities and like it was the most professional in terms of like setup and good contract and and that kind of stuff and i think you know the way they market their games and it's on tv and stuff like that um had a professional feel to it here in Czech Republic, like game days for the most part, especially our home game day here in gladiators is very professional, like from the way the field set up and the stadiums and, um, you know, like our home games here are the most professional overall thing, anything I've played in. But then there's also, you know, aspects of it that are incredibly amateur you know, from like here in Czech Republic, we practice the least out of any team that I've played in, you know, and, and so there's like this weird give and take kind of thing. Portugal, it's only, it was, when I played there, it was only in like the seventh or eighth year. And so it was, I mean, it felt super amateur in some ways. Um, but then in a couple of the games where it was like, our team had a couple imports and other teams had a couple imports. Like it was some good football and like super competitive. And a, the a biggest thing for me to make the game feel more professional, no matter what's going on outside of the stadium is if the field is lined with yard markers for each yard and like the, the, the numbers on the field, like when it's only lined every 10 lines and there's just a dash for hashes and dash for numbers it it can make good football appear shitty and on the flip side if the field is numbered well it can make some bad football appear good um and so like portugal spain the fields were like never lined correctly i think we only had one game in each year where they were and when they were like when you see that film, you're like, oh, this is some good football um, because both Portugal and Spain had the best skill positions. I know I'm kind of not answering the question exactly, but same thing with like Poland. Poland never had it until the championship game. And I think Poland is one of the best leagues there is. So I don't know if that really answers your question or not, my man. That's just kind of rambling. But I think that's kind of the theme of this shit, huh? And, um, you know, one, one thing, last thing about that, like from support by the team for the players, you know, in most of the countries in Europe, guys have to pay some fee to be on the team, you know, and that covers like the stadium rental and probably goes a little bit towards my salary and that kind of thing. You know, they have, we have sponsors, but then there's also, like a, a player's fee or whatever. I don't know what to call it. Um, in Poland and Finland, the local guys didn't have to pay to be on the team. And f- in a weird way, that made attendance to practices and the way guys took it a little more serious. And to me, that's a back- it's backwards almost because I feel like if I was paying to do something, I would want to take it more seriously because I wouldn't want to waste my money. Um, but that's, that just kind of came to my head as I, as I said that. And your second question, how do you see European players? Are they physically prepared? Do they know the basic skills and drills American high schools teach? 
or even the more refined ones. And what about tactical acumen? Oh, acumen's a good word. Both of the players and coaches. How simplified are the game plans? And again, it's it's going to depend on the country. Mm. Out here in Czech Republic, I know you're a Czech fan, so I'll mainly speak on that. Um, I would say game plans are pretty simple just because of the amount of practice that we can do out here. Um, you know, you can't run too many things if you can't practice them, or at least you can't run them well. Um, and again, the, the skill level and knowledge and everything really differs. Uh, you know, we got five, six, seven dudes from PVP on our team here. And like those dudes have been playing at a real high level in Austria and have had American coaches and imports for their entire playing career of like nine or 10 years. And so those dudes are a step above like the local guys who've only been playing for a couple years in terms of IQ and, and just feel for the game and ability to learn new things simply from a, an experience standpoint. And so like those PBP guys, man, like they, they could go fit in, in college in the States for the most part, straight up, you know, I, I totally believe that, you know, PBP last year lost in the semifinals to the team who won the championship. So, and was, it was a close game. And from what I hear from these, the PBP guys, their quarterback couldn't throw the ball. So, they're a pretty damn good team. Um, you know, some of the guys on our team that are local are close or in that category also. And then some are like more of a like high school or even middle school kind of level. You know, it really just depends. And that's that's the weird thing about Euro football in general. And I can say that that could probably carry across to every country I've been in. You know, I could speak generally and say that whole thing is like, you know, there's some guys on the team, whether it be an import or a Euro guy who like could be a division one player or had a chance in the NFL. And then there's some guys that are going to be on the field that like wouldn't have started on a shitty high school team in the States, you know? So it's like, there's weird amount of non-parity I don't know what the opposite of parity is there's a weird amount of discrepancy that's the word and so that's what can make the game interesting at times because you're really only as strong as your weakest link so yeah my man again my me Michal appreciate the question big time appreciate the support he so I'm not going to answer to the third question but you finished it. Good luck and keep balling, my man. Appreciate you. Much love, my guy. So, yeah, we're 40 minutes in now. We got those three questions. Again, if you got something, holler at me, please. This is really fun when I get my own prompt or I don't have to do my own prompt. Someone does it for me, you know, and, and so, shoot. Send in those questions, please. Or or just like if you want, if I say some shit that you don't agree with, yo, let me know in a message. And then we can, I can say, oh, okay. Like I want to learn about myself. And somebody check me. And, you know, like I'm cool with being wrong. I don't need to be right. 
I want to be right. I want the situation to be right. I don't care if I'm right. So please, let's keep it going, right? Send those in. I, I said I was going to take a break after 30, but after this one, I can't. I'm going to just keep it rocking. I know after the season, I got four more weeks here in Yihlava. Championship game is like November 8th or 9th or something. And so after that, I plan on doing a little road trip, bus trip. kind of want to hitchhike a little bit back to Portugal. Um, I, wanna, I got some few cities out here in the Eastern Europe that I, I've been wanting to hit, like Bratislava, Budapest, and uh, Ljubljana. And then kind of on my way back, I could hit Venice. And I don't know, we'll see. Southern France, maybe. A little bit of Northern Italy. I've already been in Spain, but, you know, just kind of take my time, get back. And then I'm going to be trying to basically just live in Portugal for a month or two or three until the next the next situation happens, next contract happens. And I got a couple offers already. Um, not going to put them out there like that yet. Talked to a team actually this morning. And I think next year is going to be a fun year, 2021. I'm looking forward to that as well. But first, shit, we got to take care of business here in Czech Republic. And... So yeah, I'd say all that to say I'm going to probably just keep it rocking for the next four weeks. And then once I go on this little trip, then I'll take my break and I'll probably try and vlog that. So we'll go from the podcast to vlog, but then it'll take me like two months to edit the vlog anyway. So be ready for the vlog in 2021. (laughs) I still got a couple episodes of the vlog from here in Czech Republic that are going to be really good. I just I just don't have time. I don't know. I like to edit and do that stuff after I've left the place. And so I got one game day one. I got one where I had spent the whole day with my center who doesn't speak any English. And I think maybe I got one more other than that. That'll be a good one to, to tune into. So... Yeah, those are kind of my my upcoming plans, you could say. So I'm kind of looking forward to that because while Yihlava has been a nice switch up and a nice experience for me, I don't know if I'm the small small town guy yet. You know, this I think would be a great place to be married and have a kid, but that's not where I'm at in life yet. And so for me, it's a little bit boring. Not a lot of people in my age range. You know, I've met some people that are kind of in my wavelength frequency, but just not a ton. And I find in cities, it's a little easier to, to come about that. And plus the fish. But that's all right, too. Fish ain't bad. So, yeah, that's what... That's... That's where we're at right now. Let me take a sip of this Chatterney Cozel. I don't know why. I got it in the can. And it was more expensive than the bottle. Which like doesn't make sense to me. I think the, the can was like 18 crown. 
and the bottle was like 15. Could anyone tell me why? I don't know. I went with the can just because I thought maybe like the carbonation or like it was Guinness and it might have like a thingy in it. I don't know. But this one is good, but I got to try the bottle next time. So moving on from the questions and answers and comments and concerns, which were great. You know, we had we had the debate, the presidential debate, what, two nights ago or something? And I'll be honest, I didn't watch any of it. I'm not going to watch any of it. I don't know what that's going to benefit me. And I don't really understand why most people are watching it. Because, and I'll explain myself. Because most people have their minds made up and they are cemented in whatever they're thinking and whoever they're going to vote for. And so they're literally only watching the debate to look for things to talk shit about the other person. And, you know, unfortunately, that's what politics has turned into is not why my candidate's good, but why your candidate is shitty. And, you know, I've, I've heard some people say, you know, like <laughs> the only person that lost the debate was the American people. And that's probably pretty true. And again, I've said it in the past for everybody, wh- why we can't wrap our head around the idea of voting for a third party or a fourth party. And I know you're going to say, well, Joey, it's just a waste of a vote because it just takes away a vote from the side that I want. Yeah, motherfucker, you're right. In the short term, you're right. But politics is fucked and it's been fucked. And so we got to look at this. We've been looking at it in a narrow four-year viewpoint. And look where it's gotten us. Although, I don't think Trump is as bad as a lot of people think he is. He's done some good things, I will say. He's also been very divisive in a lot of ways also, which I don't like either. I don't think he's the antichrist, and I don't think that he's the savior either. Again, probably somewhere in the middle. But, we're looking at politics with the most narrow lens possible and it doesn't work and so if we started to vote for a third party candidate you're right it would make whoever you don't like less maybe lose this year this election but by doing that the third party could start to gain some momentum. And like I've said before, if it got 10% this year, and I don't know, Trump gets 50 and Biden gets 40 or 45 and 40, whatever. But then the news, who wants the two-party system, you know why? Because the two-party system, that's how they get paid. They would have to start talking about the fact that there's this third party. 
And so maybe only 5% or 10% of the votes go this year. But then all of a sudden, random Randy on the couch has to think, hey, there's a third party? Well, and 10%, what, what's, what's their, what are they saying? And then he looks into that. And there's all kinds of that. And then maybe the next year, it only gets 15 or 20% of the vote. And again, the lesser of the two evils that you view as the lesser of the two evils loses again. But does it really fucking matter? Like I've said, Mickey Mouse could be the fucking president. And I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to let one person that if I didn't have a TV and I didn't have social media, I wouldn't even know that they were the rulers or whatever. I'm not going to let that screw my life up. I'm going to, whatever happens, I'm going to adapt and overcome. And so that second election, maybe 15, 20%. But now it's catching up steam. And now this thing that said, oh, it's impossible for a third party to ever win. Now there's people saying, hey, if we can get enough people on our side, we might be able to win this next one. Or we might be able to really compete. Because with the three-party system, if you can get 33%, you got a pretty good chance. And so that next time up, maybe you only get 30. And the winner got 40. But now you got the same amount as the lesser of two evils. And now that fourth election comes up and now you're taken over. And now you're in the conversation. And after the second election, you're already in the conversation. I don't know. Call me crazy. That's cool. But that could literally, yeah, it's going to take time. It's going to take, what, four election cycles? So 16 years? Okay. What's what's the alternative? Continue to be fucked? I mean, what, what, <laughs> what sounds better? Waiting for 16 years and having a chance or being fucked forever? Like, okay, if, 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 if you <laughs> committed, a, if you were on trial and they said, hey, you can be out in 16 years or life, you're going to take the 16 years. So what's the issue? Yeah, it sucks. It's 16 years. The other one is fucking life. <laughs> you know? Like, what? No, I'd rather have life, please. I like the Jill-O. Jill-O, Jell-O. You know, I, I don't know. Sorry, that's... I didn't plan on getting into that. That was spur of the moment. I just let that one flow. But I, I hope... I mean, I think a person with common sense understands what I'm saying. Like, in order to win, sometimes you got to sacrifice. And so, you know, whether that be an election, whether that be on a championship team, you know, like when, when I'm coaching and playing right now, like 
every moment can't be super fun. You know, everyone doesn't get to do exactly what they want and run the exact play and do exactly what they want all the time on championship teams. You have to sacrifice and do some shit that's just good for the team. Whether that means you got to block, whether that means you got to be on special teams, whatever it may be. And so same shit goes, I think, for politics where we need some motherfuckers to just block for like four years or eight years. And then we can get that third and then fourth party. And then once we get a third one in there, someone else says, hey, well, if the third party got in there, let's we can maybe get a fourth. And then all of a sudden, we got this multi-party system. And I don't think any more than four. I mean, I don't know. I'm no politician or social economist or I don't even know what to call it political scientist um, to me I think four maybe five is the maximum you need but three is the first thing we got to start with so that's what I think about the debates I didn't watch them and I'm not gonna watch them because what is it gonna solve for me I'm gonna read on Twitter you know, I got a couple people on Facebook that I respect and feel they're objective. And I can read their little two-paragraph status. And I just saved myself three hours. So, call me uninformed. That's all right. Just don't call me a sheep. And I'm not saying if you watch the debate, you're a sheep. But I'm just saying... Are you watching it because you really care about the issues? Or are you watching it so you can talk some shit about whoever you don't like? Okay. Thank you. Moving on. We got my last thing I really want to talk about. I think my last thing is, as I mentioned in the beginning... The COVID crises was back here in Czech Republic. And man, the first month or two that I was here, it was just so refreshing because it felt like normal life. No masks required, no lockdowns, no restrictions, no nothing. Czech Republic did like a good job of like closing borders and wearing masks in the beginning. I don't know. I guess that helps. According to the news, it does. Um, But now, it's back. And it's not even really back. There's some cases that have gone up. But speaking from the numbers, it's nothing crazy. Like I said, like two episodes ago, there's been... Now there's probably been 650, maybe 700 deaths in seven months that this has been going on and I did the math of like just normal deaths and I I didn't have the right you know I was basing it off of like deaths per thousand people kind of thing and like having to do some conversions well I had a follower send me an actual thing from the Czech government which I couldn't read but he translated for me and in 2020 
there's been 120,000 normal deaths in Czech Republic. And so, you know, that's about ballpark. We'll just call it 100,000 since the time Corona's been out. Maybe 90, 80. I don't know. I'll, I'll go down to 80. So 80,000 people have just died from normal, non-COVID stuff. And there's been 700 from COVID. And we're sh- we're closing the bars at 10? Like we're acting like it's the end of the world. And it's just so hypocritical. You know, like now at, at games, luckily, I'm thankful that they're not going to cancel my season, but we can't have spectators at the game anymore. And so I'm happy for that. But, I mean, spectators at a football game in Europe where it, we're not jammed to the pack, we're jammed packed. We're not full to the brim. We could easily have households sitting six feet apart from each other. And so that that's one of the things which, okay, I'll, I'll take it. But yesterday, as I'm on my way to practice and I'm riding the bus, in the middle of the city center, in the big square, there's literally a public concert going on with benches and people crowded around, all sitting next to each other. No masks, because here you only have to wear a mask in a bus or in a store. And people follow that to the T, but the second they step off the bus or get out of the store, the mask comes off. They're literally just following the rule because they've been told to follow the rule. And I get it. It's not because they think it's going to help. I mean, this is me speculating, of course. But here we have a public concert that I'm sure is put on by the city. I mean, I don't know who else it would be put on by in a public space like that. With people, I mean, jam-pack on these benches. But we can have some people come to a football game, be sitting six feet apart, a meter apart from our Europeans out there. Like, or two meters, I think. Yeah, meters like a yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like I said, if there was any consistency to any of this shit... I could get behind it. Or any logic, I could get behind it. But there's no logic. There's no consistency. Nothing makes sense. The fact you have to wear a mask to walk into a restaurant and then as soon as you sit down can take it off is fucking retarded. Like what? Oh, because you can't get the virus when you're sitting down. So I've came up with a brilliant loophole. I'm just going to go around in a wheelchair. I'm sitting down, so it can't get me. Or maybe with the concert, it doesn't like loud music. Like, this thing makes no sense. And I'm sorry if if you've been affected by it. The statistics say that that's a rarity. And I don't mean to make light of your situation, but the hypocrisy and contradictory, I think that's a word, is ridiculous. And 
I got to call it out. You know, like I got to, like I said, sometimes I, I literally, my mask that I wear and I've been, oh, I got some stories now that I forgot about it. I've been kind of wearing a mask when I go in the supermarket because someone will bitch at me like that works there if I don't. And I don't want to have to, if I could speak Czech, I might, but I don't want to deal with it. So the mask that I wear is literally a, a sock that I've cut and I've cut ear holes into. I call it my mocking sock. Cause there ain't no way that shit is helping me. And I'm wearing it below my nose. And most people are wearing their mask below their nose. It's just this weird thing that like, okay, I've got it. So I'm part of the team or whatever. Comrade. You know, I had, I got on the bus. I have two bus stories real quick. This happened maybe two weeks ago. I get on the bus and this was in my phase where I wasn't wearing the mask and still sometimes on the bus, I'm not wearing it. If there's nobody else on the bus, if I just don't feel like it, I'm not rocking it. But I get on the bus and I'm sitting there and I'm reading and um, this old lady sits right across from me. And normally I try and get the seat where like no one can sit next to me and I'm like, I make it like it's impossible for me to have eye contact with anybody. And, but this old lady's, I, I didn't get that seat. So this old lady's sitting across from me and I can tell she's like looking at me and I like kind of glanced up from my book and she's like trying to make eye contact with me. And I could almost see her like start to do a sign, like met, like a thing, but I just ignored her and looked back down. So I'm reading my book as she goes to get off the bus. She leans over. She grabs my hand and she gets right in close to my face and says, Rosku, Rosku, which means mask in Czech. And I just looked up and said, uh-huh, yeah. And I'm just thinking, lady, you literally just screwed yourself up. You grabbed my hand. That's not social distance. You got right in close to my face. That's not social distancing. To tell me to wear a mask. Like, get the fuck off the bus. Go do something else. She was nice about it, though. So, I, I'm sorry. I gotta save my anger for this next lady. <laughs> this next lady, I get on the bus. I'm going to practice. So, I have my ball bag, my pads, everything. So, I get on the bus. I have my seat where I don't have to make eye contact with anybody. I put my stuff on the bus. And then I put my sock on. The bus hasn't even left yet by the time I put my sock on. This lady is glaring at me. And I mean, I can feel it. And you might, this might not surprise you, but if someone starts staring at me, I will stare right the fuck back at them. Oh, you want to do a staring contest? All right, motherfucker, go. And so then she says something to me. And I think I heard Rosku in there. And so I use my favorite phrase, my only phrase I really know here in Czech. I said, ah, promin nemluvim Chesky. Sorry, I don't speak Czech. And 
I know verbs and she resp- and I know attitude when I hear it. And she's like, oh, name Luis Chesky. Oh, you don't speak Czech. I said, nah. And she went on, to, proceeded to talk to me. I'm guessing she was telling me I needed to have my mask on before I got on the bus. Because, I mean, this lady was, her bad vibe was palpable. And she's talking at me. And I'm literally like, uh, Navim. I don't know. Uh, you don't know. And I forget what understand is in Czech, but if I hear it, I know it. And she said, oh, you don't understand. Nah. Talking. And I was just like, this fucking lady. Her life. And I feel bad for her, really. Because her life must suck. If that's, you know, what she really needs to be doing. And I did, there was a silver lining in the whole thing is as I got on the bus, there was like this older guy that like let me go in front of him because I had all my stuff. And I thought, thank you. And as he got off the bus, like he was in ears distance to hear what she was saying to me. And so as he got off the bus, like he made eye contact with me and said, you know, ciao, goodbye. I said, ah, Nascladano. Just like, see you later. Like the nice, kind of have a nice day. That's how I use it. And so it was kind of funny because I told her like, yo, I don't speak Czech. But then I just gave this dude a, you know, a, a greeting for leaving. But the the way I took the silver lining of it is the way he said it to me was like a, fuck that lady. Like, don't worry about that. Or kind of like, I'm sorry, almost. You know, it, it was a compassionate goodbye just from a facial expression that I couldn't even really see because he had a mask on. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, I think that's enough talk for that, huh? And, you know, I think that's that's good for... I think that's good for this episode. This was a fun one, especially the, the beginning. You know, I, I think I vented a little bit towards then, so thanks for listening to that. Although the third party thing, I think uh, it's something we need to talk about more. To close out, we did, I know I said I was going to talk about this next game more in this next episode, but I really didn't. We we won 26 to nothing. Defense is dominating again. Offense, we did solid. Other teams' defense didn't adjust at all, so we ran like four plays the whole game. And they always worked. And then, I mean, not always... I missed a couple throws. We dropped a couple balls, missed a couple blocks on run plays. I finally got sacked for the first time this year in six games. And on Sunday, we play one of the other top teams of the league from the other division. And so maybe I'll talk about this next game. But when they're not that great at games from a competition standpoint, I don't know. I kind of get bored of talking about them in a way. I don't get bored of playing them, but keep saying we win 27 or 28 or 50-something to 6 or nothing. Uh, I don't know. And there weren't, you know, there were highlights, but we could throw five-yard hitches for most of the game, which is cool. I'm Like I said, I'm going to – we'll do what we got to do to win. 
I don't have to get fancy. Um, but I just don't feel super passionate about talking about it. So that's all I'm going to cover. And I think that's a good stopping point for today. We're at a little over that hour mark. And I know I kind of maybe tailed off. I think I'm getting a little tired. It's 1030 right now. No excuses. But yeah, we will have an episode 31 next week. I'm pretty for sure of that. 100%, 99.8%. And we'll keep it rocking. So as always, to everybody out there who's listening at this point, man, Love you, appreciate you, and very grateful for you. Get those comments in, get those concerns, thoughts, whatever's in. And let's keep let's keep doing this thing, man. You know, we can do it. I like where this is going. I feel in my mind this episode was a big step for me. So if this is your multiple episode or this is your first episode, thank you for joining. And We'll see you next time. As always, can't change the world without changing yourself. All right? Until next time, peace and much love. Yo! Yeah. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs>